Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for who you are. Thank you, Lord, for, for Pastor J.C. Mitchell, Lord God. I thank you for your word. Father God, I pray right now, Lord God, that every person that is under the sound of his voice, Lord God, that Father God, I pray that you will open their spiritual ears to hear what you have for every single one of us today, Lord God, and help us to be doers of your word and not hearers only. Father, we love you. We praise you, Lord. I pray for Pastor JC. I pray that you will continue to pour your anointing upon him and speak through him. In the powerful name of Jesus, amen. I want to thank God for every single person that is under the sound of our voice. I want you to um, listen to what God is going to tell you today. And it's with great honor and pleasure to introduce to you Pastor J.C. Mitchell. Most parents know the nursery rhyme, Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Our morning paper describes the Humpty Dumpty world in which we live. Changes have been rapid. In fact, there have been more changes in our lifetime than all combined in the previous centuries. Life is more and more complex. There are deep crevices in social values, cracks in immorality, confusion in many churches. Because our environment has lost stability, multitudes have lost personal well-being. And added to the external pressure is the inner pressure of instability and fear of the future. Our changing times with this complex life, our environment has lost its uh, stability and people have lost their personal well-being. Added to the personal pressures is the internal side of instability. Increasingly, People are losing their way in this new era. Increasingly, there are problems in our government. Thousands and thousands will limp through life trying to find the answer in alcohol or drugs or medication or simply pleasure. The fact is that most people spend their leisure time trying to escape the onslaught of these external and internal pressures. In his book, Sane Society, 
Eric Fromm suggests that if movies, television, and sports events and newspapers were cut off for four weeks, millions would be gripped by acute anxiety. As a psychiatrist, he predicts that if all of the avenues of personal escape were limited, thousands would have nervous breakdowns. Well, millions cannot handle the pressure of this Humpty Dumpty civilization. And we who believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ must demonstrate to our world that we know that there is hope, deliverance, and changes that a living savior can bring to individuals and to families. God's word says, God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be thou partaker of the gospel according to the power of God. There's a beautiful story in Luke chapter 13, beginning with verse 11, that gives us some answers to the problems of society and our personal instability. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. She was bowed down and could no, in no wise lift herself up. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her. And immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, there are six days in which men ought to work. In them, therefore, come and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, You hypocrite, doth not you teach that on the Sabbath a man can loose his ox and his ass from the stall and lead them away to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, these 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. Jesus Christ came to set mankind free. And yet there are many who have accepted him in their lives, but are still defeated and frustrated. Instead of sharing Jesus with others, they're afraid and obsessed with licking their own emotional wounds and intimidated by personal hangups. Forgiveness, 
the sanctifying work of Jesus is beautifully illustrated in the story of the miracle of the life of this woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. And so first of all, look at this crippled personality. Her identification, verse 16, a daughter of Abraham. She was a woman of faith, found in the house of God where Jesus was preaching, tells us something about her. But like this woman, there are many people who go to church regularly, but are fractured and frustrated and depressed. Life is distorted and they're defeated. But look at her problem which may be your problem, a spirit of infirmity 18 years Satan hath bound. This statement leads us to conclude that there was an emotional problem that created her physical condition of being bent over, always looking down. W.C. Alvarez of the Mayo Clinic says, even after 53 years of practicing medicine, I still keep marveling at the fact that so many people whose discomforts are nervous in origin have failed to see any connection between their physical ills and the severe emotional crisis they've been going through. This woman was in bondage, whom Satan hath bound these 18 years. And so Satan was using this emotional problem, whatever it was, to bind and defeat her. How often this is true in a life. Ten thousand thoughts go through the mind each day. Many of these are negative and satanically induced. The very structure of the human mind makes this possible. Psychologists tell us that the unconscious mind is like a vast reservoir that actually never forgets anything like an iceberg, which lies largely below the surface of the water with only a small part showing above. The conscious mind is only a tiny segment of the whole person. With the conscious mind, we accept forgiveness and ask the Holy Spirit to take control of our lives. But there is a subconscious the long forgotten memories that affect our actions and our reactions. Experiences back in childhood continue with us. What is it from your background that brought life out of balance for you that brings cracks in the mirror of relationship? Some of you may have been abused mentally, physically, 
and emotionally rejected. Some have low self-esteem, a nagging sense that you're no good, you'll never amount to anything. And then there is the problem of being an egotist, the opposite of inferiority, looking at everything in terms of what it's done for me. Life is an ego trip. Others face a, a perfectionist complex, the inner feeling that no matter what you do, it's never enough. You're always groping, striving, driven by the tyranny of oughtness, feelings of guilt, never able to please yourself. For many others, there is the problem of fear, fear of failure, fear of people. People are so afraid of losing the game, they never play the game, but sit on the sidelines saying, I don't like the rules. They have different making differences and making decisions because they're paralyzed with the fear of making wrong choices. Still others have a problem of inner hostility, super sensitive, coming from prolonged rejection. Life strikes out in outburst moods. There are others who have the problem of immorality. People have been damaged by abuse in this permissive society in which we live. And consequently, that problem of wrong sex affects them deeply. And then as you look about, there are those who have the problem of addiction addicted to drugs, to alcohol, to pleasure. Satan uses fear, guilt to bind and frustrate and defeat. Are you bound down? What's the solution for these damaged errors of personality and smarting emotional wounds? An old farmer was in an automobile accident. Along came an amateur lawyer, inspected the crumbled fenders and battered doors and said to the farmer, man, you ought to collect some damages for this. To which the puzzled farmer wisely replied, damages, I've collected enough damages already. What I need are some repairs. What many today need is to collect repairs from the emotional damage and the neglect that has bound their lives. Jesus can deal with the spirits of infirmity that plague you, that bind you, that make you unfruitful in life. In the second place, consider this compassionate physician, the Savior. When he saw her, verse 12, Christ was moved with what he saw. 
that deformity that caused her defeat. Jesus sees you. He knows what is within your heart and mind. He cares about your inner struggle. And the scriptures tell us that he called to her. And today he is speaking and calling you to a better and different life. Will you listen to that inner voice that promises that your life can change and be better? Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. He spoke to her real need and then gave healing. Will you allow Jesus to speak to your real problem and to remove the mask that you wear and get down to where you live? Will you admit it? Will you face it? Do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be healed? What Jesus was really saying to this woman was, do you really want to be made whole or just go through life getting attention? Are you going to continue to use your handicap to get sympathy from others? Is it a built-in crutch for you? Is this your attitude? Do you really want to be healed? Or do you want to just feel better? Do you want to get straightened out? Or do you want to lean in the direction in which you are? We're told that Jesus laid his hands on her. Sometimes that is immediate. Other times it's a process, it takes time. But Jesus is still doing this through the ministry of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Second Peter 1, according to his divine power, he hath given unto us all things that pertain in the life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us unto his glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature which you will escape. Each of us need the great counselor. The Bible says that the Lord shall be called wonderful counselor, the mighty God. He knows the depths of your mind and uh, he can meet the needs of your heart. He will reach into your subconscious and bring cleansing and healing. His work is doing this through the instrument of prayer and faith. 
Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we don't know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. In the third place, look at this completed person, this changed individual this delivered woman. Immediately she was made straight. Verse 13. The healing touch of Jesus removed the woman's physical bondage. She stood up straight. The weight of deformity was gone. After 18 years, she was normal again. It is the purpose and power of Christ to heal your mind and your body and deliver you from those crippling things in your subconscious and in your present mind. There are those problems of unbelief, pride, impatience, so forth. But our problem is that there is pride, impatience, and an unwillingness to part with these. One must bring his emotional wounds out in the open, submit them to the touch of his hand and the process of his power. This story relate, relates that the healing of this woman was immediate, such is possible. But sometimes God's healing is not always sudden. Many times the healing of damaged emotions is like the healing of a broken leg. It takes time, but the healing is just as real. Many people have never found victory because when deliverance did not come quickly or in some cataclysmic experience, they grew discouraged and gave up and stopped seeking. They wanted a shortcut, but there is no shortcut in life or with Christ. God's restoring power may come directly, but often the Lord works through different ways and various people, counseling, friendship, the study of the Bible, the experience of fellowship of Christians, the wonderful love of friends are instruments also. And we're told that this woman glorified God when one experiences the love and power of God. There is joy. There is eternal praise, and one will forever spend the rest of his life in glorifying the Lord God in worship and in service. Perhaps you identify today with this woman who had the spirit of infirmity, but I assure you that Jesus Christ loves you, he is concerned about your condition, 
He wants to change the direction of your life and give you eternal hope. Would you not right now bow your head and heart and pray, Lord, I've failed, I've sinned. Life is not what it ought to be, but I turn to you. I accept your love and forgiveness. And I pray right now for a miracle to take place or for miracles to take place over a period of time. Dear Lord, you died for my sins. Thank you for your resurrection that you came victoriously out of the grave to give new life to people. And so I pray that whoever has listened today might turn their lives over to you and experience the glory, the joy, and the hope of eternal life. In Christ's name I pray. And my friend, if you have prayed that prayer, would you not write or call and let us know so that we can send to you some helpful literature. Our announcer will tell you where you can contact us in order to get some help from literature and prayer. God bless you. Have a great day. If you want some literature of today's program, please send it, send us an, a message and, um, and your address and your phone number, and we will send you the information. Thank you, Pastor JC. That was a wonderful message. God bless you. And thank you again for letting us know what God has placed in your heart.